Welcome to episode 314 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Eric. Corey. No Will today. Will is at a work gathering. We're not really sure. He never specified what exactly he was doing, but uh, no Will today. Uh, we were actually supposed to do a dual episode of the Destiny 2 beta and Splatoon 2, but Will was going to be the one to cover Destiny 2. So I'm thinking at this point, maybe we should wait until after the PC open beta. And then maybe we can talk about the Destiny 2 beta. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. I don't think he played all that much. No, it didn't. It didn't seem like it anyway. Um, yeah. Just in our brief, brief interaction about it. So and the day I was going to play, I learned that it was over. <laughs> yeah, we don't keep as close of tabs on those things as we used to. So and I can't imagine you're you're uh, not busy. Right, Eric? Yeah. No. Well, I managed to sneak FIFA and Rocket League in. Oh, yeah, of course. Anyway, so yeah, today's episode is going to be solely on Splatoon 2, uh, with me carrying the, carrying the load. Will, Corey, did you play Splatoon 2? No. Uh, okay. We're actually planning to play tomorrow. Oh, of course. But I don't, I don't know if it'll happen, but yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, anyone have anything you want to tease for later on in the episode? Uh, for those of you that have been listening for a while, you'll know that me and Corey will be talking about Game of Thrones after the episode, the episode 2 of Season 7, Stormborn. So... We'll be covering that. Anything else anyone wants to tease? I do. I have two things. Let's hear it. Two timely games. Uh, nice. I've I uh, bought Player Unknown players Player Unknowns player Battlegrounds, Battlegrounds. Mm-hmm. and then I played a little bit little bit of Pyre. Uh, initial impressions oh. of Pyre, maybe first forty five minutes or so. Nice. So I'm excited to hear about those. Yeah. Anything, Eric? No, nothing, nothing new. Nothing to tease. All right. Uh, so Splatoon 2. Uh, first of all, the biggest thing, I, I'll, I'll try to cover the new stuff and uh, go over some of the old stuff as, as it as it fits. But uh, the, the biggest new thing in Splatoon 2 is the Salmon Run mode, which is essentially a horde mode uh, that you can play with friends online or randoms. I don't know if this works in local co-op or not. I haven't seen a, of anyone trying it, but... Uh, it seems to be only at certain times of the day too. Um, apparently the hours are posted for it somewhere. I'm not sure if it's in the app or online. Um, <laughs> uh, but I think the other day it was 8am to 8pm was the only time you could do it. The way, the way they set it up is you're working for, uh, it, it's a horde mode and you're working to splat these, uh, critters that are like invading, invading the beach and you have to take their eggs and put them in a basket. It's pretty, you have cute. To, it's a pretty cute idea calling it, it salmon run and it's t- yeah. like, there's only certain times a day. Yeah, yeah. Um, Except it's pissing a lot of people off. It is pissing a lot of people off, yeah. Because, you know, if you, if you only have certain hours that you can play and it doesn't fit into the Salmon Run schedule, then you're, you're SOL. Uh, I wanted to get more out. I wanted to get more experience with it before talking about it this week, but I, I only ended up playing a couple matches of it just because of the way the yeah. way the time schedule for it worked. So, Corey, um, I disagree. Did you say figure it out? Yeah. What, the people or Nintendo? The people. No. <laughs> No, 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 no. It, it should be available all, all yeah. the time, I would think. You know how hard what's, it is to get people lo- together to play these days? What's the logic behind timing it? I don't know. I, I don't know. Nintendo. If, yeah, I mean, mm. I don't know if it was a design choice or if th- there's a function for it not being available all the time. I'm not sure how that yeah. works. Um, it's kind of like it is... with their, uh, whatchamacallits. Although I guess you could do that anytime. It was just limited time. Yeah, you you could do that within 24 hours or whatever, or 12 hours. Um, 
And again, it's not uh, this is a multiplayer mode. So, yeah, if you want to do it with friends, trying to get four friends together, not not an easy thing to do. Um, but yeah, the you collect, you collect, uh, eggs from, from bosses that you end up splattering. It's got, you know, your, your average little minion guys of, of various types. And then I think seven different kinds of bosses that all have different ways of defeating them. And they come at you, uh, sometimes a couple at a time. So you got really have to coordinate with your, with your team on what you're doing. Uh, it's also got a weapon rotation, like the multiplayer or weapon rotation. Uh, you know, Splatoon likes to do the rotation. So the, the time I tried it, the few matches, the weapons were the slosher, which is the paint bucket, the splatter shot, which is uh, it's like an automatic, a small automatic gun, uh, the charger, which is a sniper rifle, and the roller. So the weapons rotated after every round was finished, uh, and it was random what you got. So the time that I had the charger, which is the sniper rifle, I did absolutely terrible. Um, it's a little bit like shoot, like shooting the bow was for me in uh, um, Horizon because it's got a little bit of a charge time that you have to hold down the shoot button and then you have to aim and then let go. It's, Oh, I was terrible. I was so ineffective. And I think I ended up dying uh, that one time, uh, but it's a fun mode. It's a nice, nice addition to Splatoon's uh, lineup. Like I said, I, I would like to know the reasoning behind the, the limited hours for that. I don't know that I ever saw them explain it anywhere. So there's that. Uh, that's yeah, like I said, that's the main main thing new in Splatoon 2. Uh, all new specials too, which I found to be interesting. Uh, none of the specials from the first game returned at all. Uh, so for those of you that don't know, you charge your special by by painting or splattering uh, the other team, and uh, you push down the right right thumbstick to to use your special. Uh, a couple of them are homing missiles that if you lock onto a couple people, it'll drop some some missiles on them. Splash down, which is like uh, where you jump up and like smash on the ground like a uh like a hulk smash almost and splatter paint everywhere or it's ink not paint uh, and then baller which i i thought was interesting you go inside a plastic ball and roll around until you get to where you want if, if that's a, in a group of enemies or uh an area that you want to splatter and then you hold down the the right uh the shoot button to uh blow up the ball that you're in and, and splatter paint everywhere uh, new maps obviously there's i think there's only two return maps from the first game um and then and then a bunch of new maps which are all all well done uh and this one because you, you're not using the second screen you press x to bring up the map and then you push the arrow keys to if you want to fast transport to one of your teammates on the map uh so that was a little bit different i seem to remember x being jump in the last platoon that's at least what my muscle memory had uh, programmed in so when i first started playing I, I was pushing x when i wanted to jump and that just brought up the map and made me confused but uh i finally finally got the hang of that uh another interesting feature that's new is local multiplayer um it's unfortunately limited to one person per, per game per per switch uh there's no split screen of any kind on this which i thought there was i thought there was at least uh one you know put two people side by side that could play like local local stuff that is not the case uh that was a little bit frustrating for me um but yeah you can connect a bunch of switches together uh, up to eight and have four versus four battles if everyone has a switch and a copy of splatoon did we figure out how that works yet what's that the local does it just connect over wi-fi or is it i think yeah i think you just connect to your the wi-fi network and then they can just they discover each other from from there gotcha um New weapon type, it's the splat dualies, which are you, you, uh, dual Uzi-like uh, splat guns. 
uh, pretty effective. Also, they have a dodge, so if you hit jump when you're uh, using the splat dualies, you'll do a little like roll dodge in in, in a bunch of different areas. Uh, so I tried all the modes except for League Battle. I didn't have a high enough ranked uh, rating to be able to try League Battle, so I'm not quite sure what that is. You have to have a at least a B minus, and I think I only got up to a C in one of the ranked battle types. And I probably played 15 to 20 hours of Splatoon 2 uh, since it came out on Friday. Wow. Yeah. It's a decent amount. It's I mean, it's an easy game to pick up and play a few matches and put down. And yeah, uh, having the switch and playing in handheld mode, it, you know, obviously makes things quite a bit easier. Mm-hmm. Uh, so single player, the single player is similar to the first one. It's a like a three action platformer. There's boss fights and collectibles in, in every map or boss fights at the end of each le- like group of levels and then collectibles on every every level. Uh, it's an enjoyable, enjoyable enough. The only time I played it was when I was somewhere where there was no Wi-Fi. I had taken my son to his piano lesson and I always wait in the car while he's he's there. And that's when I played the uh, the uh, the single player. I think I might have played like one other level when I was home, but uh, mostly mostly when I was somewhere where there's no internet. Um, I already talked about Salmon Run. Multiplayer. So the standard unranked Turf War is back. That's your your standard multiplayer mode, what, what everyone just kind of plays. Uh, you've got to get up to level 10 before you can start ranked mode. I think I'm level 13 now. Uh, that's where I spent most of my time. That's got the rotating maps. Every two hours, they rotate the two the two maps to keep them kind of fresh. Uh, again, I was trying to figure out why they only have two maps in the rotation. Uh, mm-hmm. I was trying to come up with reasons why that could be. And I, it might have to do with your setup of your character because all the weapons and, and all your gear that you wear have different attributes and stuff. And I wonder if that... Has, so you don't have to keep constantly changing you know like these two maps i can kind of plan what i need to to be effective on on these two maps for for whatever whatever game type uh and then there's ranked mode so there's three different ranked modes and again they rotate like the like the maps and the maps rotate so uh the first one is rainmaker which is a it's a weapon that you secure that's in the middle of the map uh that that you have to escort into the other other team's base uh there's splat zones which is essentially king of the hill where you have to ink the ink the territory instead of actually like just be in it. You've got to paint it. Uh, and then the last one I think is called, I didn't write it down, but it's something tower. It's a, we're essentially esc- escort the payload and you have to, you have to paint or ink the payload uh, to get it to move. And once you ink it, you, you know, it goes along and then the other team tries to ink it. And uh, there's checkpoints that it has, that it stays at for a little while before you move on to the next one. Hmm. Uh, yeah, it's pretty pretty interesting. Kind of like with that mon- one mode in Overwatch. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then League Battle, which I'm not really sure. I think that's just another version of... I don't know if you can only play with, like, four people. If you have to have a team set up for that. I don't know exactly how that works. I Like I said, I didn't, didn't get high enough ranked in ranked mode to do that. Um, so the pros... Silky smooth gameplay on handheld and docked ran smooth as butter, which which I like. Um, I know Breath of the Wild had some issues when running uh, on on docked mode uh-huh. uh, on the TV when when it first came out, uh, but this like Mario Kart Eight ran ran perfectly from from the get go. Uh, you don't have to get a lot of kills to be effective, other than one game type, which I'll talk about in a second. Um, Especially me, when I use a gun, I'm not effective, uh, being horrible at aiming. 
I usually use the slosher, which is the, the ink bucket or the roller. So I mostly worry about covering turf and, uh, you know, any splats that I can get along the way I, I'll take. Uh, and then there's uh, gear to help pad your your build. So um, one of the things I like to do when I use the paint roller is get gear that makes me run faster. So you run faster and cover more more thing, more uh, cover more territory with your paint. Um, and that allows you to, you know, get a higher score. Which is always nice. And then I use Ink Saver too. So my ink drains less less quickly. Huh. Uh, online also worked really well. I only had two disconnects in my 15 to 20 hours. Uh, far better than Mario Kart. Mario Kart 8, I, was, I, I had a lot of disconnects and connection issues. Uh, but this one worked pretty well. I'm not even sure what caused my two disconnects. If it was my internet or if it was just no. I got kicked, you know. But they that's probably yeah, learned some lessons too, you know. Yeah, I, I mean, I definitely think it's improving. I'd like to go back and play Mario Kart now and see if it's gotten better because it would. It got to the point where I would play like three matches and get disconnected, and I'm like, and then it takes forever to get back into one. And a lot of times, like they'll start you, uh, in in like a group, but they just started. Like you have to watch the end of the race, and like they just started, they're on the first lap. It's like I don't want to wait another seven or eight minutes for these people to finish a race to get back into 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 a race, you know. Uh, also on pros, more of the same. It's very similar to the first platoon, uh, which, in my opinion, is a good thing. Um, you know, they didn't didn't need to change too much other than some some tweaking here and there. Uh, cons. So cons. I really, really don't like the Rainmaker mode, which I which I talked about, the one where you get the weapon and escort it to the other team's base. Uh, I think it puts far too much emphasis on getting splats, which I am not good at. I was just garbage at it just die so quickly um there's kind of a, a meta with that too like i think people have a better people who played that a lot in the first game have i think have a lot better of understanding what you know what it takes to be successful in that whereas i didn't i didn't do too much ranked in in the in the, in the first platoon uh also the gyro controllers only do up and down I was under the impression it was going to be like Breath of the Wild, where you move around with the right thumbstick and then fine tune your aim with the uh, with the gyro controls on it. But it's that's not the case. You can have them on or off and it only goes up and down, which sucks because I like to do the hybrid of both. That uh, would be a lot easier for me. Uh, And then, as I said before, no split screen anything, which was frustrating. Yeah. I don't know how they get that to work on the little switch, though. Well, I mean, even if you maybe have it so it's only on TV mode. Yeah. But that would be nice just to have, you know, one on one with with swap smaller maps, maybe or uh, co-op for the for the um, uh, single player mode. Or maybe two person salmon run. Maybe that's something they'll add later. I don't know. Obviously, they don't want to jeopardize the, the the stable frame rate and stuff so yeah uh, a couple things i wanted to mention the app is one one of the things uh i downloaded the app i don't use it for the for voice chat but it's it's interesting you, all your stats are on there and there's like a gear store on there so if you find something on there that you really want you order it through there and pick it up in the in the game it's actually kind of neat i've gotten some of my best gear from from the app shopping on the app um and then as far as the meta goes like i haven't gotten there i didn't never got there in the first one but apparently the this the meta for for splatoon 2 is a lot more balanced than the first splatoon uh 
I guess the build that people ended up using a lot in the first platoon was one with uh, fast respawn, and then it was a fast super jump. So if you died, you could very quickly get back into the into the fighting, and that, like everyone just spammed all those abilities on their on their gear because you can change the abilities on the gear, um, which is nice. So apparently, it's a lot more balanced now. They they kind of nerfed those two, uh, maybe maybe made them so they don't stack as well. I don't know, but the the me- currently the meta for the for the end game for Splatoon two is being figured out. So. Hmm. Um, but yeah, you don't have to have just that build, at least for now, to be effective. Do they have, like, ranks? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, if, I don't know how uh, League Battle works, but in, in ranked mode, if you, uh, it's, it's, you get up into the S's. So you start off as a C-, minus, you work way up to C, C+, plus, B-, minus, B, 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 you know, and so on and so forth. I think maybe S+, plus or S++ plus plus is the best you can get. Okay. I, don't, I think it's Platoon. I didn't get any higher than, like, A- Maybe uh-huh. it might have been my highest rank. Okay. So, yeah. And again, it's it's all the aiming. I, I, I suck at aiming with a controller, which one of the reasons why I like Splatoon is because, uh, you know, especially like uh, I'll, the Splat Zones is, is one that I, I'm really good at because um, it's just a, like a squared off area in the middle of the map that you have to paint. So I've been using the slosher, so I'll kind of hide behind some some barrier or something, and I'll just fling my paint bucket all over that and cover it. I get a ton of kills that way because a lot of people with short-range weapons have to get right in there and, and paint it, or rollers have to get right in there and paint it. Um, so that's how I was, I've was. i been most effective. But That's yeah. cool. Yeah, so far I really, really dig Splatoon. I will get my $60 worth out of it. It's not all that different from the first Splatoon other than some minor tweaks in the Salmon Run mode. Uh, but if you haven't played it, it's it's a must-buy for the Switch. It's a lot of fun. That's the main note, like, in hearing other people talk about it, too, is that it's much the same, but that's not yeah. a bad thing, especially nope. considering how few people actually owned a Wii U. You know, it's nice, yeah. to, nice to bring it to the masses. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's the main takeaway, I would say, is, is not, that, not that different. Um, it's nice to be able to take it on the go, too. Uh, I've, again probably spend 90 percent of my splatoon 2 time playing in handheld mode it's just so much easier than having to monopolize the tv or ignore everyone while i'm downstairs playing on the tv you know so did you get through all the single player no i'm in the second world i think there might be like seven worlds okay Again, I mostly just play that. Like earlier today, there were some server issues. They were doing maintenance or whatever. Uh, so I played a little bit then. And then when I was in the car where there was no Wi-Fi, I played the, the single player mode. And yeah, there's my, gear that you can get from there that you can take into the multiplayer modes. My uh, coworker friend came into work like Tuesday or something like that. And he's like, I finally beat the uh, Splatoon single player. Oh, really? Uh, and I think about it afterwards. I'm like, what do you mean finally? The game just came out. Yeah, it came out on Friday. He must yeah. have played it all through the weekend. <laughs> yeah, I go through too uh, because there's, like I said, collectibles. Um, one of them is you collect scrolls that give like the backstory of the Splatoon world, which are really, really pretty interesting. Uh, so whenever I go through the levels, I try to the first time to get all the collectibles. Uh, and if I don't get it through by the time I finish, I, I go back and play the same one until I get everything and then move on. So I probably played a little bit slower than than other people but yeah good stuff definitely recommend if you have a switch especially if you haven't played splatoon first one 
I really hope they eventually patch the controls, though. I, I saw a lot of people on Reddit asking for Breath of the Wild-like controls. I think that would be perfect, because then I could use the sniper rifle or some of the other guns and be be somewhat effective rather than now, just explain to, explain to me the main, the main difference there. Again. So... Yeah. Okay. Uh, in in Breath of the Wild, you you can aim with the with the stick. You know, right? Completely, or you know, without any of the motion controls. And what I what I what I was doing was I was getting close with the thumbstick, oh, uh, and then fine tuning right. with the with the aim, with the gamepad uh, to aim. Whereas yeah. in Splatoon, it's either on or off. First of all, the motion controls. So if you turn them off, then it's just thumbstick. If you have them on, the right thumbstick doesn't work at all. Yeah. And you okay. can only look you look up and down with it. So that's it. OK, I, I mean, I guess all the high level players in Splatoon play with those. And once you get used to it, you can't go back to playing with uh, with a stick. But I, I still haven't gotten the hang of it. They say to do the the single player with that and you, yeah. you know, do a few levels and you'll get used to it. But man, I don't know. I should try it. I should try it because uh that's how i learned how to play shooters on a pc was by playing titanfall 2 or the first titanfall rather i just suffered through the first you know whatever five or six hours till i got the hang of it and now i can't go back to playing on a controller anymore so it's like uh playing with ball cam mode on in rocket league yeah exactly oh yeah you don't use ball cam mode do you eric oh i do a hybrid okay i do every i switched to to the the other one, you know, if I'm lining up a, a long shot. When uh, when my dribbling. buddy Jeff was watching me play Rocket League, he said he was going to be motion sick for me switching so much. <laughs> well, I mean, there's there's a lot of times where you don't get you don't have a good view of what's going on around you while the ball's like way up in the air or whatever. Yeah. So it makes sense. Uh, but yeah, when I, I have ball cam mode on, it's just it, I'm locked in. Can't change it. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I don't have anything further to say on Splatoon 2. It's good stuff. Nibble you know, bits. I just don't think the $60 price tag is it's it's too much for me for Splatoon, I think. Yeah, no, I understand. Um, I, I mean, you didn't play the first one that much, so. No, and I like it. I just yeah. don't, I don't think, you know, for me, it's yeah. not. I, I wouldn't say it's not worth $60, but for me, it's not. Yeah, yeah, because I put, I think I played the first one for like 70 hours. Yeah, you were a big, you were a big fan, bigger fan than I was. Um, I probably, I don't know. I mean, it depends on what comes out, whether or not I put 70 hours into this one, but. I could easily, like I said, I put 15 to 20, I would say, without even really thinking about it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, nibble bits. They don't have nibble bits. Yeah, Actually, I got I two. Nice. I didn't get any this week, so I'm glad. I'm me. glad. Go ahead, Eric. Oh, man. All right. Speaking of the Destiny 2 beta, as we were earlier, the PC beta begins August 28th with early access uh i'm assuming you have to pre-order that um yep it's go ahead yeah the pre-order starts a few days ahead of the open oh you're gonna you're probably gonna get there right yeah actually the the public beta will run from the 29th through the 31st so it's actually only a day earlier um which isn't bad yeah uh i'm assuming you're not gonna pre-order that game dan no, I'm not going to pre-order. I, I, I will try and play the beta. I think that's the same day that Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle comes out. Oh, yeah. So maybe I'll maybe if it's unlocked in the morning, I'll play that in the morning and then uh, Mario and Rabbids. All right. Yeah. 
We'll see. Uh, Corey, any interest in giving that a whirl? I'm sorry, what was it? Destiny 2 beta? Oh, um, probably. I sh- we should probably. play it. Yeah. Yeah, I probably will. If if only to just see if I even want to buy it. Yeah. August and also, considering I never played Destiny One, yeah, not at all. To. Not I at all. At all. Never even touched it. Wow. One one concerning thing I heard is that they, I don't, I think I read this a couple different places. They kind of took away from the PVE to make to put emphasis on the PVP. I don't know. I haven't really been paying any attention to it. Yeah. Um, and my last nibble bit. The Nintendo Switch has neared 5 million sales in its first four months. Mm-hmm. So really good. And um, Zelda Breath of the Wild has sold 4 million copies. So Wow. Yeah. Who's I, got a I, Switch I re- but doesn't have Breath of the Wild? A million people. <laughs> I actually read today that Splatoon 2 has already outsold Breath of the Wild in Japan. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's impressive. Yep. Already. It's been out for five days, six days. Dang. Arms Arms has sold uh, 1.18 million. Yeah, is, that's yeah. more than I would have thought. Yeah. So, good numbers for the Switch. If only they could get more out there. Yeah. They got They got to... Remedy the supply issues. I know. Well, it's I, the, the competition with Apple, right? Apple, yeah. They're because they're made. They're, uh, what is the iPhone eight? They're making the iPhone eight now, so yeah, they're having trouble sourcing parts. You better get it ready for holiday season. Yeah, I'm starting to get concerned about the SNES Classic too. Uh, you're starting <laughs> to get concerned. Well, I, I I decided today that if I couldn't get my hands on the official one, I was I'm going to make. Uh, retro game console with a Raspberry Pi. It'll be end up being that. cheaper. Yeah, I was just thinking that, Dan. It's funny you said that. I've already given up any hope. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, that was it for my nibble bits. Sounds good. Corey, what do you got? I just have the one. Uh, the Humble Saints Row bundle is live for the next 11 days, uh, starting a few days ago. Today is the 27th, so 11 days from now. Paying $1 or more gets you Risen 3. Deadlight Director's Cut, Homefront, and Saints Row 2. Uh, if you pay more than the average of $5.39, you get Saints Row the Third, Saints Row Gad Out of Hell, which is the Saints Row the Third DLC, or is it Saints Row 4 DLC? I can't remember. I think it's 4. I'm not sure. That's but it's based around Johnny Gat. Johnny Gat. You also get Mighty Number no. 9 at that tier. Killer is Dead. Uh, apparently there's more games coming in four days. And if you pay 15 or more, you get Homefront The Revolution, Saints Row 4, Saints Row the Third, The Full Package, and Saints Row Get Out of Hell, Devil's Workshop Pack. And the highest tier for $75 or more, you get a pre-order for Agents of Mayhem and all the other games. That's it. I might get the one dollar tier only because I want Risen Three, but I pretty much have all that other stuff. Don't we have a code for Risen Three? I was going to say, Dan, you probably have all the Saints Row stuff. Yep. Uh, we no, have a so. code for Risen Two, Dan. Yeah, I played Risen Two. It okay. was it was it's a shitty, janky pirate RPG. Yeah, but I liked it. It was okay, so I want to play the third one, mm-hmm. Titan Lords. 
Okay. Anything else, Corey? Nope. All right. Moving right along. How's your week, Corey? Good. Not much to report. Um, there's like there's like four movies I want to see in the theaters, and none of them is the one I went with my girlfriend and her mother to see oh, on Monday. However, we went to see Wonder Woman, and it turns out that movie's pretty good. I've heard good things about it, actually. Yeah, and uh, I'm not—I don't really like superheroes. I said it, but I like Wonder Woman quite mm-hmm. a bit. I love that that character, that new version of Wonder Woman. So I, it's kind of nice to have like a superhero to root for and kind of like be interested in the movies now because there's one that I actually care about. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it was it was pretty good. Uh, a lot of good like war stuff too uh because it takes place in in world war ii towards yeah. the end i heard i heard it's a good like time period piece yeah yeah it really is um well i'm not gonna get into too much detail because it's probably kind of boring to talk about but yeah there's some great like victory scenes where they're all you know the families are outside the local tavern dancing to that old timey music and everybody's drinking beer and you know i don't know there's there's some really good scenes in there uh, really well directed that Gal Gadot who played Wonder Woman, I thought was fantastic. And Chris Pine, I always like is the the love interest. He's in another but, superhero movie. Yeah. How many superhero movies is he in? All he's of just, them. He's just a charming dude. He can't help Star it. Trek. Yeah. Who, who's this now? Chris Pine. Chris Pine. There he's Captain America. He plays. Uh, he's not Captain America. Oh, you're right. It's not Chris Pine. It's. uh somebody else but anyway um he plays a like a spy in in wonder woman so i think that's it really i sort of had a crappy week of work uh looking forward to the weekend yet again chris evans plays captain america that's where my confusion was yeah chris evans who i don't (laughs) like i don't like him yeah yeah um, I feel like I did stuff over the weekend, but I guess it doesn't really matter because I can't think of it. Okay. That's it. Sounds good. What do you got, Eric? Oh, I also went to the movie theater for the first well, that's time right. in quite some time. Uh, got to go to Alamo Draft House for their pre-opening employee training thing. So it was discounted tickets and food. Um. I really enjoyed uh, Alamo Drafthouse. I thought it was really cool. Uh, I've never been to a place like that to watch a movie. Uh, I, I won't say I was a little bit distracted by the waiters running around getting food and things, but I think that was also because they had a lot of staff on because mm-hmm. it was the opening. So I, I think in an ordinary week, it probably wouldn't really be that bad. And, and it's it was just more my curiosity, I think, than anything yeah. else. They, they weren't <laughs> doing anything to be distracting. I was just... Right enthralled by what was going on around me. i would be curious like what kind of food they're bringing to people well, yeah well you. that's that's exactly it yeah definitely you know because like uh the wife and i we went to see dunkirk and uh the wife and i got the we ordered endless popcorn and the nachos with uh with queso dip and oh. uh, endless soda so of course, you know they forgot to bring the popcorn out. So like halfway through the movie, I asked for the for the popcorn, which is fine. I don't really give a shit. But uh, you know, food was decent. The queso dip was really good. Um, the waiter was great. It's 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 really cool. Like you just put your little card up there, and they come and get it. And 
you know, they don't really bother you unless they absolutely have to ask you a question or something like that. But, you know, it was it was fairly quick. Um, Dunkirk itself, the movie, I thought was fantastic. Uh, my wife didn't like it at all. She said she was bored throughout the whole thing and she felt like it was really repetitious. Uh, and I, I could see why she said it, it just kind of repeated itself. Like she, she wasn't necessarily wrong there, but I don't know. I didn't really care. Like I was, I was, I don't know if ed, on the edge of my seat is the word I would, or the description I would use for it. But like, I was just into it the entire time. Like I almost always fall asleep when I go to the movies. I wasn't close to falling asleep during this movie. And like, it was so loud in the theater, which at the beginning I thought was really going to bother me. It was almost too loud. Mm -hmm. Uh, but as the movie went on, it it didn't, it didn't bother me at all. It was, it actually added a lot to it. Uh, Mm -hmm. I, I really liked the, the way that, um, they didn't really use a lot of dialogue to build the, the characters, like, you know, the, the main characters in the movie that you end up, you know, kind of caring about what happens to them and uh throughout the movie there was there was really not a lot of dialogue at all and they just kind of build the tension uh, it was christopher nolan and he just kind of builds the tension through this the sound effects uh and you know everything that's going on uh, around the characters and I, I i thought it was an awesome movie like when when the planes would come in uh to bomb the beach just the the sound not even just of the plane, but the, the sound effects that he used, it was, it it almost reminded me of jaws when the shark would appear and that song would come on. Uh It was almost that same thing where you're just like, Oh fuck me. Like this is going to be terrible, you know? Uh, but it it was, it was really crazy. And you know, it it doesn't kind of puts you in, into that as much as it can. Yeah. Uh, and you just, you think to yourself, fuck me, that must've just been absolutely terrifying. Absolutely. Terrifying. You know? Yeah. And I, I'm one to shed a tear and stuff like that. And I did at one point almost kind of shed a tear. Um, not even because of anybody that died or anything like that. It was just like, I get thinking about powerful war and like just how fucking crazy that is. Yeah. You know? Uh, so I highly recommend Dunkirk. I, I think it was it was fantastic. Yeah, I've heard it's a good war flick. Good war flick. Oh yeah, it's. I don't know. I, I'm interested to see in the chat. I haven't looked while I've been talking. I'm interested to see if uh, Tito had seen it and mm-hmm. what he thought of it. But uh, Corey, are you gonna go see it? I'm trying. Yeah, I think <laughs> you should. I'd be interested to hear what you thought. Are you a Christopher Nolan fan? Uh, yes and no. I don't like Batman. Oh man, I loved the Batman movies. But I liked. Uh, is that why you asked me about Memento? Yeah. So I had uh, never seen Memento. Uh, I had seen Inception, which is a, a film by him, and I've seen the three Batman movies, and I really enjoyed all those. Uh, and my friend Jeff had told me he was a big fan of Memento, so I wanted to watch that. And what happened was I started it at like eight o'clock, and my wife has been going to bed pretty early because she gets drained uh, from the pregnancy, so. We got about an hour in and she's like, I, I got to go to bed. Can we watch the rest of this tomorrow? And those of you that have seen Memento know that you can't really stop watching that one. Uh, that You definitely knew, need to watch that one in one sitting if ever there was a movie. Yeah. Uh, so I, I 
turned it back on yesterday. I was like, I have no fucking clue what's going on. So I turned <laughs> it back off. Um, so I'll probably restart it at some point. But mm-hmm. yes, that is that is why I asked you. Uh, but my favorite Christopher Nolan movie is probably Inception or The yeah. Prestige. Yeah, I like Inception. Yeah, okay. or, I'm sorry, not Inception, Interstellar or The Prestige. Yeah, yeah. Good so, stuff. Yeah, I just don't like Batman. That's just me. I get wow. it. I Batman's like my it. favorite uh Comic I don't like Christian Bale. If it wasn't Christian Bale, I might have liked it. That's ben fair. Affleck? That's fair. I'm excited to... I, I haven't seen... What was the one that just came out? Ben Affleck. Yeah, I know. What was I Batman know what versus called. Superman? Yeah. Which I heard was terrible. terrible. Yeah. But I'm curious to see what else Ben Affleck does with yeah. with Batman. I, so. I heard they're already trying to recast him. Really? Yeah. I don't know if Chris he's... Chris Pine. Chris Pine. I don't know if he's good or bad. I, just, it, uh, I think his age was a factor because they want to have someone that they can establish as Batman for a few years, and he's mid to late forties, I think. So, yeah, well, he's in that. He's in the next one, right? With whatever that next one is with Wonder Woman. I, th- I think there's contra. Well, are you, are you talking about solo solo Batman movie or is what's the DC Avengers? No, I don't know the names of Justice of League. That we were talking about? Justice yeah, League? Yeah, that might be it. Okay, I'm, he's probably in that, I would think. Yeah, I think he is. I think I saw the trailer for it, and he is in it as Batman. Yeah. Gotcha. But, uh, yeah, as far as the Alamo Drafthouse goes, I'm really excited because they're showing um, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind for 10 bucks coming up next month, so I think I'm going to go check that one out. And they're doing a screening of Hot Fuzz with a T-shirt with your t- oh, ticket oh. purchase. Uh, previously unreleased Hot Fuzz T-shirt, so that's fantastic. I, I, that one's thirty bucks because you get a T-shirt. Oh wow, so yeah, okay. I don't know if I'm gonna go to that one. Um, and then they're also showing some really shitty-looking Turkish movie um, for three bucks. I, I do want to mention what it's what it's called in case anybody has happened to have seen it before. Uh, it's called Death Warrior. Yeah. Huh? Anybody? I don't yeah. think so. Um, it's it's too generic of a name to to bring up. Something. So I read, I'm gonna, just going to read the first couple of sentences of the description of it. And I, this is why I want to go see it. And keep in mind, it's $3. Uh-huh. Um, it's, <laughs> FYI, this movie is Turkish. That's all you need to know in order to understand that your life is about to be changed. Death Warrior is what happens when Turkish filmmakers combine Rambo, Evil Dead, and Enter the Dragon with 15 eight balls of cocaine over the course of a weekend. <laughs> that sounds all right for three bucks, right? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I might go check that one out. Um, it's it's just cool how they do all these these different things. Like my wife and a couple of her uh, girlfriends that she's made down here, they're going to see. Um, they're having a girls' night with Steel Magnolias, which I've never seen, but apparently girls go and see it and cry and mm-hmm. dress up. And I don't know. I just think it's it's a really cool thing. Yeah. Um. So two thumbs up for that. Uh, anything else that's going on? Closing my house next week, so we've been packing, started packing. I don't know if you can see, I got boxes and shit behind me. Um, oh, this happened. So we had made an appointment. Uh, originally, um, the hospital we go to, as far as our prenatal care for the baby, uh, we go to University of Virginia Hospital. Obviously, my wife works there, so we go there. Um, we, our appointment to find out the sex of the baby is at the 20 week mark mm-hmm. you can find out before that it's just that's when they do it so i was like yeah. okay um 
So we did a little research, and there's this place in Charlottesville that was very highly rated where all they do are ultrasounds and they put these packages together where you can find out and they, you know, they do all these pictures and shit. So we were, we were kind of getting impatient. We're like, all right, let's go, let's do it. So we made an appointment. We're on our way there. And the lady texts my wife and says, Hey, I have to cancel your appointment. (laughs) That close, huh? Yeah. So I was pretty bummed out about that. So we're just going to wait to the original 20 weeks. So we'll find out on August 21st. Okay. So, which actually works out because her sister's coming down to visit. So she's going to be here for it. So that's kind of cool. Nice. Um, but yeah, everything's going well with that. And uh, she's starting to feel better, which is nice because she was not doing well. Very mm-hmm. sick. I felt terrible for her. But yeah, everything's everything's pretty good. Nice. Anything else? Uh, no. no, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, I also watched a movie, believe it or not. I finally saw Rogue One. Oh, yeah. Since it's on Netflix. Let's Um, hear it. I thought Rogue One is awesome. I I liked it quite a bit better than uh, Force Awakens. Um, But mostly because, not that I disliked Force Awakens. It was just too much like A New Hope Mm -hmm. for my liking. It was, you know, I I think I talked about it when I first saw it, but it feels too familiar, whereas Rogue One... Uh, kind of tells a different kind of Star Wars story, um, which I really, really liked about it. I moves along really fast. It's a little bit confusing at the beginning because they're throwing a lot at you. But once it settles down into uh, into a, into the, the pace of the rest of the movie, it gets really good. And uh, I definitely have to watch it again now that I understand a little bit more of what, what was happening. But <laughs> it was fantastic. Uh, did not end the way I thought it would end. Really? I'd be interested to hear how you thought it would end. Okay. I'm not going to say it now. I don't want to spoil it for those that that haven't seen it, but... Maybe we'll talk about it in Game of Thrones chat. Oh, that's a good idea. Oh, I'd really like to hear. (laughs) Maybe we should do an episode on it. I think Corey suggested that. Can you hint? I'd probably watch it again, but if we were going to do that... Can you hint, Dan, just to whet my whistle? Not not the end result, but... uh, Um... Fates, I guess. Fates? I'll just text it to you because. <laughs> okay. Has Will seen it? No, I don't think Will so. Doesn't I mean, like Star Wars. Wars. Will right. doesn't like Star Wars. He was interested in seeing Rogue One, though. Ah. Uh, maybe, maybe if he knows it's on Netflix. Uh, oh, I don't. I'm going to text it specifically to you, Corey, because. Okay. Uh, Corey, forward it to me. Otherwise. Okay. I'll, I'll wait. I'll wait to do that until break or whatever. Um, Rogue One. Uh, I bought Overcooked for the Switch that came out today. Nice. Me and the wife are probably going to play that this evening. I would think. Um, I've read there's some issues with frame rate. Maybe uh, some people were having it, some people weren't. But uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. I think that's all I have for my week. Didn't do too much. It's been crappy weather here. It's just rained all summer. So. We haven't done much swimming or being outside. We've been holed up in the house. We had one hell of a storm down here. Yeah. But the nice thing about the storms down here is they last for like 10 minutes. Oh, okay. But they're, yeah, we've, they're pretty brutal. We've had some deluges. Yeah. Uh, the neighbor's house is has been for sale for almost a year now. No one, no one's okay. bought it or seemed interested, really. Uh, but the basement got all flooded in, the, in their house, so they had to have 
they don't live there anymore, obviously, but uh, they had people had to have people come clean out their basement and pump it out. And I'm like, oh, man, yours didn't get flooded. No, we we get trickles like the windows leak if it rains really hard, Um, but it's just mop it up with a towel. So. Anyway, I think that's everything. Should we get into what we played? Wow, we're yep. cruising right along, eh? Yeah, yeah, cruising right. I mean, we're at 45 minutes, but... Yeah, uh, be, I could use an early night to bed. <laughs> our our Game of Thrones uh, segment will be about as long as the entirety of the rest the of the entire episode. episode. It could be. could be. <laughs> uh, Corey, go ahead. We'll start with you since you had some new stuff to play. Well, I, I'll start with Pyre just because I didn't really play it that much. I Like I said, I, I played about 45 minutes of it. It's It sort of plays like an adventure game, point-and-click adventure um so far there might be some things that kind of open up but basically all i did was met met some characters uh did the gameplay portion of the game which is called the rights which is is kind of weird to explain but it kind of plays like a sport where in it's three on three um and i imagine i only did one of them so it could change but you have like a little guy a big guy or a little guy, a medium guy, and a big guy. And each one of those characters has a certain sized aura. And the goal is to get the ball, for lack of a better word, and take it to the other team's court or goal to score a goal. I'm not using the right terminology because I don't remember the terminology. I'm just using terminology that everybody can relate to. But if your aura hits another player, it knocks him out. So if you're the big guy, you move a lot slower, but you have a much bigger aura. So you can just walk up to them and take them out a little bit easier before they take you out. Uh, Once you knock them out, you can pick up the ball. You can pass the ball. You can jump uh, over auras to try and put it in the in the goal. Um, But that the the that gameplay system is tied into the game somehow. That makes sense. I don't really understand how yet, but it has something to do with something called the rights where you're figuring out something. I don't know. Uh, But the setup is you're in exile in this desert and you somehow know how to read. And the characters who find you and rescue you from near death find out that you know how to read and sort of welcome you into their party with the idea that you help them return to return from the exile desert that they're in. That's pretty much all I can gather. It does have the good like super giant art style, uh, even though it's kind of point and clicky, it doesn't. It's never static. The screen's always moving a little bit, and there's always things going on in the background, which which I really appreciate. Uh, and then there's, like, a map mode where you're actually traveling. And I've only been presented with one, but I imagine a lot of the game plays out this way. You're given options to do certain things, like a char- one character will want to do one thing, another character will want to do another thing. And as the reader, the person who understands the destiny of the whatever... <laughs> makes the decision on where to go. And of course there's consequences based on those decisions. So kind of like the banner saga in that respect. Uh But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm into it and I can see there's a lot more systems built into it that I just haven't uncovered yet. So there's like, there's more characters you can get uh, and they all have certain abilities and stuff like that. And I imagine that one gameplay aspect, the, the rights battle or whatever um, will open things up quite a bit too. There's probably, a lot of depth in that as well. But yeah, Pyre is pretty cool. Um, I'm excited. It's reviewing pretty well. I think it's got 80 something on open critic. So 
And then I've tried, I've heard enough good things about Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. So I spent the 30 bucks, I think it was. Well, I actually had an Amazon gift card, a $50 Amazon gift card, and I used it to buy a game code for Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. Um, there's potential there. I see the appeal, huh? but I don't think it's as great as everyone's making it out to be. Okay. I really is, don't. Is it the type of thing where it's popular because it's it's probably fun to watch on Twitch? I think so. Okay. Um, and 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 it has some awesome highlights that that, that are fun to watch on YouTube, like that yeah, type there, of thing. There's there's highlight reel moments, but those are for me are so few and far between. Okay. Uh, it's it's addicting to play. I'll give it that, but very rarely do I find myself having fun playing it. <laughs> Some of that might have to do with me preferring to play with a controller rather than keyboard and mouse, uh, which, I mean, you just get destroyed. It's just not even not even close, but that might be part of the reason. But you, you're also so weak, like, a lot of times you just die before you even know where you're being shot at from, which, in a game where you only have one life per match is can be kind of frustrating. Like you can make it 15 minutes into the match and then just be shot out of nowhere and have no idea where it came from. And it's just like, that's it. It's over. It's like, how long, how long is the match? Okay. So the way it works is there's three right now. There's three different game modes. There's every man for himself. There's, uh, partners. I think I haven't done the partners one. And then there's squads where you have squads of four or five. I can't remember. I did do one squad match, but I mostly played free for all. And then you're everybody queues up in the lobby. And when you're in the lobby, you can just kind of run around and punch each other and pick up guns and shoot each other and mess around until there's enough people. And I think they aim for 85 to 100 people. But there's so many people playing the game. I think every match, almost every match I had, had 97 or more players in it. Uh, And then once the uh, lobby's full... Everybody packs into the jet plane and then it flies over the island and you choose when and where you want to eject. And then it's just Hunger Games from then on, (laughs) which is cool. It's a great idea. Um, And I did do some some research like best approach. I guess it turns out what you want to do is you want to jump really early and just make a beeline down while you're skydiving like as fast as you can straight down. Open your parachute at the last minute and just aim for a small group of of houses um, cause every stru- almost every structure has some sort of items in it, but it's not as that part of it isn't as entertaining. It is kind of, like I said, addicting. That's the addicting part of it is it's like every room you go in has the potential to have something really cool, uh, or nothing. So there's that little bit of excitement. What am I going to find in this one? What am I going to find in this one? And then sometimes it's just somebody sitting behind the door. And then as soon as you open it, shooting you and killing you, and then you're done. You have to start all over again, you know, start a new round. Question. Um, yep. Do you keep any items you find? Not but from match to match? Yeah. No. Okay. So one match, I think it was like, it was pretty early. It was like my third match or something. I made it to the final three. Wow. Yeah. And uh, the way it works is once you're on the, the island's pretty big and there's only a hundred people on this giant island, but right away, it starts to shrink the play zone down. So shortly after you land on the island, it'll say like, I forget the 
the phrasing, but like game field shrinking. And then you look at your map and you'll see on the map a smaller circle. And that's where you have to get to in a certain amount of time before the game map shrinks. If you're caught outside of that, if you're lollygagging outside of the, the new game ring, then you'll start to take radiation damage, which is slow at first. But as the game goes on, that ring keeps getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And later in the game, it kills you really quickly, which is what actually what happened to me when I was third, came in third is um, the ring got so small and I was just hiding in one structure because I was pinned down. I didn't really have a choice that when it shrunk again, like I almost immediately died from radiation damage, which was kind of anticlimactic. Um, but there's some vehicles in there. I've gotten in a buggy a few times. I've gotten run over by trucks a lot of times, which also really sucks. Uh, yeah, it's it's like, again, I see the appeal. It's, it's fun. I don't think I would enjoy it anymore if I was really good at it. Um, really bad at it, but it's just, I think there needs to be some more things built into it for me to really enjoy it. Cause it's just so anticlimactic when you just, you make it to like 70th and then you're just, you open a door and there's somebody there and they just cap you and you're dead. You know, do you have to wait after that? Like after you die until the whole match is over? Well, no, you can leave, but then you just have to start all over, start again. all over you again, go back to the lobby, queue up wait for a new I mean, game to start and if you if you were to die early how how long is the rest of the game um so the one i made it to Roughly. third and probably ended shortly after i died it was probably 15 or 20 minutes okay so that's not that's not too awful i guess if you have something to do uh, while you're yeah, waiting no that sounds pretty awful <laughs> but uh, no, i, would, you, I, I mean, would you can just back out immediately and rejoin a different lobby right you don't you don't I, need to wait for that match to end i would probably play switch while i was waiting but there's no reason to wait. Yeah. Can't you watch, though, if you're curious on what's not uh, at least as far as I could tell, not in solo mode, free for all, okay. probably because they don't want people watching other people's screens and telling their buddy who's also playing. Oh, uh, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, which makes sense. But I think in yeah. squad mode, if I remember correctly, you can do that. So when I played squad mode, it was uh, me one guy, so it's four people. It was me, one guy who didn't talk at all, one guy who was Japanese and didn't speak English, and another guy who thought he was, you know, Commando Bob, like telling everybody what to do and where to go. And nobody was listening to him at all. So, like, right away, one of the guys died away from everybody. And the other three guy, or the other two guys were lollygagging behind while I was trying to make it to the new ring before I took the radiation damage and died. And it was, I don't know, it was kind of funny because the Japanese guy just kept saying, like, uh, sorry, friend, I do not speak English. <laughs> the, the one commando guy was just like, oh, that's all right, man, don't worry about it. But no matter what we said, he would think we were talking to him. So he'd keep saying that. <laughs> I, sorry, friend, I do not speak English. It was it, it was cute. Um, but, yeah, I didn't I didn't try the two person mode. I think that would be pretty fun. I think, I mean, we say this for every game, but it would be a lot more fun playing with people that you know. Yeah, definitely. I just, it's also like one of those things where it's just the, the dregs of the internet. Like you get into the, the, uh, the lobby ahead of time and you can hear everybody talking because it's like line, uh, line of sight. That's how sound works. So if somebody's talking into a mic, you can hear them depending on where they are. And it's just like racial, like remember that one guy who had the freak out and did the racial slur over and over and over again? Like that's, Everybody's just spamming racial slurs the whole time. Oh my and, god! Like the meme culture, like press Z, 
follow me. Press C and follow me. Like, just people saying that over and again, it's just drives me oh, insane. God. <laughs> yeah, I can't take it. I really can't. But um, my shining moment was in that match when I made the final three, when we were about in the final 15, all I had on my guy was a crossbow. That's all I had found in like a helmet, a biker helmet or something like that. And I was trying to get inside the ring and I could see a guy like hanging out in a structure, but he hadn't seen me yet. And the good thing about the crossbow is it doesn't make any sound. Yeah. So that's uh, good for somebody who has terrible aim like me. So I saw him looking out of this little window in this shed the whole time, like looking at everybody else. And I probably shot at him like five times and missed <laughs> every time. And I don't he either didn't notice or didn't know where it was coming from. Yeah. Uh, but finally, I got him with a headshot, like right through the window nice. and then went in and took all his stuff. And it turns out he had a ton of bandages, a ton of armor, uh, a ton of things I really needed at that point. But um they did get me a little bit further, but it'll be nice to get that chicken dinner someday. You think you're going to play more? Yeah, I'll pick it up every now and again. It's it's kind of uh, promising because it is an early access. And even yeah. today, there was a patch that they changed some things around that I noticed. I played one game before we started recording. Um, I just think it needs a little bit more. Like there's there's the unlockables right now is just like clothing to wear, which does nut zero for me. Like I have no interest in that. I don't know. It's interesting. It'll be fun huh? to see where it goes. I just need, hey, I need to get a better mouse finally. Um, and I think I just need to watch some streamers or something and pick up some more tips. But I, I, I'm just curious why, why this one over all the other ones that were kind of like it. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Okay. Anything else, Corey? I forgot to talk about this last week, but just briefly, I uh, after being in the mountains for on vacation, I wanted to, as Will talked about, play a little Skyrim. So, of course, re-downloaded Skyrim Legendary Edition, and uh, I was looking for somebody who had a comprehensive list of mods, recent. So I did some searching and found one guy on Reddit who had... Can you guys hear me okay? Yep. Okay. Um, I, my earpiece cut out, but... uh. I found one guy on Reddit that had 109 mods all running at once working. So I just copied his list. I spent a good hour downloading 109 different mods for Skyrim and uh, played around with it a little bit. And a lot of it, which I refused to do in the past, but like I've played enough Skyrim that I kind of just want to see more stuff. A lot of it is new content mods. Um, new places, new quests, new items, new spells, new potions, new everything. Uh, like the the survival stuff where you need to drink, you need to eat, you need to sleep. Um, more crafting, all those kind of things. So I'm really curious to spend some more time with it. Uh, even that Forbidden, or what is that? Forbidden Island or something like that? Forgotten Island? Yeah. Forgotten something or other. The big player made expansion that's supposed to be really good um so i'm just excited for that one crappy part of that though is uh i convinced my girlfriend to play because she's into those kind of games and i convinced her to play a little skyrim and i sat down with her and we did the alternate start thing and she ended up starting just outside of uh where you start anyway where uh is it helgen yeah i can't remember sounds right the dragon attacks um 
So she she did like a version of an abridged version of that based on her starting role that she got um, from this mod and went to the closest town is river or something or other. I can't think of the name of it, but I didn't realize one of the mods I installed put oblivion gates outside of all the major cities. So as soon as she got to the town, she got swarmed by these uh, Daedric guys, like 20 of them, and they just ripped her apart. And I was like, oh, man, because it just totally spoiled the fun she was having. And she's like, this yeah. game's too hard. And I'm like, no, you don't understand. Like, that's not actually part of the game. That's just but like that makes no made no sense to her. Yeah. And I tried to help her. I tried to fight her way through it, but I just couldn't. So I had to reload an old save for her and delete that mod. Um, but now she's just kind of not into it anymore, which kind of uh-huh. sucks. But yeah, good going, Corey. I know. Jerk. I know. I'm a big jerk. But that's it. A ton of Rocket League. I actually was. I've tr- struggled really hard. I wanted to have my first ever platinum rank ready for today, but I ran into some hardships uh, and couldn't quite hit it. Only in the standard mode. I find, for whatever reason, that one's way easier to rank higher than the other ones. Uh, the other ones, I just float around the beginning gold levels. Uh, but for whatever reason, standard's a little bit easier. So my, one of my, I either want to get all golds, which have never happened at once. I've never had all four playlists at gold. Or um, one of them in platinum. One thing I don't like, Eric, is that you need to be platinum to keep leveling up the whatchamacallit like the season whatever they call it for the rewards yeah really yeah after you get to a certain point it says you must be platinum to level up or rank up or whatever they call it yeah Yeah, that's kind of dumb i thought so too i don't like that at all i'm thinking if i can just get that standard playlist to platinum and then just leave it there and play the rest of them i think i'll be in a good place yeah yeah i'm hovering around that the gold to Corey. Yeah. In doubles, I really only play doubles anymore. I was actually, um, while Dan was talking about Splatoon, I was doing a little Rocket League research on how to how to take it to the next level because I feel like I haven't really gotten much better in the last few months. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. Um, and people were suggesting just go into casual mode and just go as fast as you can the entire time just to get used to moving the ball at full speed and being accurate. And so, you know, uh, I meant to bring this up what, during what I played, but I'll just talk about it now since it's rocket league. Um, the reason, uh, Tito in the chat earlier said he had noticed that I was on Xbox playing rocket league. And there was a reason for that. For some reason, my FIFA 17, the last two days will not load. Just won't start. Huh. Oh, no idea. It's the only one. I have plenty of digital games, and that's the only one that will not start. You've been hacked. Did you try deleting it and re-downloading it? No, that's probably what I'm going to end up having to do. Hmm. Um, so anyway, uh, I had got on to play FIFA with my friends, Jeff and Showtime, and since we couldn't do that, we were playing Rocket League. Gotcha. It, playing Rocket League on Xbox is fucking miserable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it- the input lag is so bad. Like, oh, I, I have a hard time enjoying it. 
do, do you is it the same with the PlayStation or is it not not the same with the PlayStation? No, I don't know. I actually asked that question in the chat earlier, and Tito said he didn't think it was as bad. Okay, uh, but Riz kind of disagreed. A lot so, of times, that's the TV, yeah, and not necessarily the the system. It was uh, unanimous in the chat that it's awful. Okay, so I don't know. It it's it's terrible. But anyway, that's why I was playing Rocket League on the Xbox. Gotcha. Okay. That's the only thing I played. Sounds good. Uh, the only thing I played aside from Splatoon was um, a little bit of Snipper Clips. Oh, yeah. I hadn't fired fired up Snipper Clips since I first got the Switch. I don't have a lot to talk about, but it's it's an adorable uh, and pretty good. I think it's a well-crafted uh, two-player. I think it's up to four-player, but puzzle game. It's good stuff. A lot of teamwork for that one. I think I would love this game. You would love Sniffer Clips. Sniffer Clips. Snipper Clips. It's adorable. I, got, I gotta buy a Switch. Hey, when does that um, Mario and Rabbids game come out? Oh, late August. End, end of August, yeah. The 20, 29th, I think. So I got some time. Uh, I hope you can find one when they... I, I think there's been some available now because of Splatoon. Bundle. Yep. I know GameStop, GameSpots, GameStops had them, so... But, you know, they'll be gone in a few days, probably. All right. Uh, feedback? Yeah. Woo. Yeah, they have them at GameStop right now for 360 Yeah, with Breath of the Wild, I think. Mm-hmm. Okay. The first one is from Eric, who says, Hey, guys, hope you've all had a great week. I already own Fez, so I'll take Chivalry out of that batch. Corey, Chivalry from Medieval Warfare. Okay. Uh, Thanks. He says, A close friend of mine died the other day on my birthday. I've been kind of struggling with it the last week or so. I was wondering if any of you had some music or games or even TV show suggestions to keep help me keep my mind off it. The guy was only 30, and he was the first person of our friend group uh, has had to deal with losing who lose our friend group has had to deal with losing who wasn't a grandparent. Thanks for the, thanks for the podcast. You beautiful idiots always bring a smile to my face. Even when I'm feeling down, Eric, sorry to hear that, man. Yeah, that's, that's rough. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have any one go to thing. I try, I try to either do like do something that's deep enough that gets my mind off of absolutely everything. Um, or I watch Futurama. Those are my two things that I do I got when, two I, when, things. I'm, when I'm feeling down. Uh, so anything super deep, like a super deep RPG that you could play that you would get your mind off of it or, or um, Game of Thrones would, would get your mind off of it. Uh, but yeah, like I said, uh, I always watch Futurama. Uh, lightens my lightens my spirits a little bit when I'm down. I, got, uh, I would go, if you're looking for TV... Personally, for me, it would be The Office, for sure. Yep. Um, for music, it really depends what you're looking for, because in times when, you know, things like this have happened to me, like when my dad died, I tend to listen to sad music, which, you know, probably may not be for everybody. Uh-huh. Uh, so I usually go with Radiohead, because they can bring you down when you're in the best mood. <laughs> uh, big fan of Fake Plastic Trees. 
and How to Disappear Completely. Those were the ones I listened to most. Um, so yeah, that would be my suggestions. What do you got, Corey? Uh, that's a that's a tough question. I yeah, I think everybody kind of copes differently. So yeah. I guess the best I can do is just say like what I do when I'm down in the dumps. One yeah. thing I tr- try to force myself to do, which is hard, but I think helps in the long run is to just work. You know? Yeah. Stay just busy. keep just stay busy. Don't give your mind time to think. Um, if there's like a project or something you've been kicking around is maybe you want to write a book or something like just start it. You know, it's a, a good time when you're emotionally vulnerable to create. Um, and also kind of keeps your mind off, off things, but, uh, TV shows. Yeah. Like you guys kind of echoed them. The office is, would probably be the one that's the one I always watch, especially if I'm having a really anxious night or something and can't sleep. All I do is go out in the living room, put the office on and I'm out in like 10 minutes. Mm. It's just, you just kind of want something that you're so familiar with that you can just turn your brain off. Yep. And I, I was just going to say that. Cause if it's something you haven't watched before, um, you know, you, you, you want to pay attention. So like when I fall asleep, like I said, by Futurama is what, is what I watch if I have trouble. Cause I've seen every episode a thousand times. Yeah. So, and I also think there's something to be said for uh, just giving yourself time to to mourn in your own way. You know, I, I in my some of my most depressed times, like I would just hang out by myself and like Eric, just listen to sad music, which may or may not have helped things. But it's what I needed to do in that time. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I, I find it helpful. And I actually don't try to keep my mind off of uh, whatever it is. I tend yeah. to think about it. And I guess it's helped me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, yeah, everybody's different. different. It's just try to find what works for you and, and go with it. Yeah. Okay. But again, so sorry to hear that. Yeah. That's glad that we man. can um, help even a little. Yeah. Okay. The next one's from Alex says, so I listened to the infamous, St. Patty's Day episode and loved it. Also listened to the first episode and a couple of others. I am surprised to see the SNES Classic will feature three of your top tens from the original episode. Dan with Earthbound at number 10, Corey with Mario RPG at number 3, and Will with Final Fantasy 3 at number 2. Someone in Nintendo probably heard this podcast and decided to surprise you guys. Hope you all had a great week. <laughs> yeah, I think more than anything, the Final Fantasy three, I guess, is is one of the games I'm most looking forward to revisiting on the SNES Classic because the um, the updated versions on PC and, and uh, mobile are the updated graphics and stuff, which I really do not care for. I know you liked it better, Corey, but um, to me, it's bastardizing a work of art. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if I liked it better is the right. Oh, OK, you were just OK with it. You yeah, it didn't, it, like it didn't bother me. Like a lot of people were upset by it and I, yeah. I didn't really experience that. I'm like, OK, well, it's something and it's some things are nice about it. But and to be honest, in playing it recently, I did sort of miss the older sprites. Yeah. Like I've, I've I've played it in the last week yeah. and I, I did have that thought like, oh, you know, I kind of miss seeing the old sprites and even the old text. Yeah, I, I, everyone was like, you know, I don't know if everyone was happy, but when they when they changed because I knew all the lines so well in the game that yeah. when they changed, even though they were like better translations, like I still liked the old the old dialogue just because I knew it so well. Right. So 
I think even in the Final Fantasy anthology on PlayStation, they put the updated translations and stuff. And I just didn't didn't like it as much. So yeah. I'm, I'm excited to go back and play the original. I hope it's the original original. I would think so. Yeah, I, just, I imagine it is. I don't know what they would but. do. Unless they do something with that, like PlayStation version, the anthology. Well, even that, I think the only thing different that had was like that dragon cave or whatever. Yeah, that ha- yeah, new it had a new dungeon. And then I one of them that I played that wasn't the most recent version had the the new maybe it was on 3DS or something that I bought or not 3DS, but one of the old Game Boys. Yeah, that I played had the updated uh, translations, but I I probably won't play Earthbound again anytime soon just because I just played that on Wii U not that long ago. I think one of the games I'm most looking forward to play on that, though, is Donkey Kong Country. Yeah, too. That's good stuff. Yeah, it's hard, game. and the music is fabulous. Yeah, but anywho, so that was from Alex. Uh, this one's from Tito. Uh, MP3 attached. Please mention this is the second part to my previous feedback, so it's edited and why it sounds weird at points. I forgot to send this last week. And I apologize for part one's feedback two weeks ago. I accidentally left some stuff in that made it confusing to listen to. Uh, to along with playing Breath of the Wild on PC, I'm using... Oh, I forgot you can do that now. I'm using the PlayStation DualShock controller, DS4 controller that has the motion control so I can control the bow and do puzzles that require the gyroscope, gyroscope motion controls. Another reason that the control is awesome and why PC rules. Uh, and this is for Corey and Eric. I made Diamond, Diamond 1 rank in Rocket League. It was a goal of mine, and luckily I achieved it. You nice. sick bastard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. You know, even uh, Platinum 1 is like middle, like mid. That's the, like a middle rank. I don't know. Some people are just really good at it. I, I imagine it's probably... Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt the... No, you're fine. I just wanted to get it started. Go I was going to say, it's probably the higher the rank, though. There's less people at the, that rank. But yeah, Platinum is... Platinum 1 and Gold three or whatever are the two middle tiers or out of all of them. I will probably never, never see upper tier in any game I ever play past, past that point, you know? Yeah. Even what, like the best multiplayer game I'm, I'm, I'm good at Mario Kart. I probably am still middle tier, you know, I missed a, a hard shot. I was in net and I missed the save and uh, I got a few like what a saves kind of thing, but I didn't feel bad about it because I knew in my heart like I went I, I reacted as fast as I possibly could uh-huh. and it was too slow and I just have to accept that. Yeah, you know, <laughs> sure. Yeah, we're, we're past our prime, you know, <laughs> that's for damn sure in a lot of ways. <laughs> that's why I like RPGs, you know? Yeah. Anyway, all right, so here's Tito's uh, uh, voice feedback. Hey, guys, it's Tito from L.A. I wanted to mention a Netflix recommendation. Um, Master of None Season 2 is amazing. Um, It's probably, not that I care about these award shows, but if I were to pick of the Netflix shows that could win some awards, I would expect... um, that one that show by Aziz Ansari Master of None season two it is so good um I had tried watching season one and I wasn't too interested in it so 
if you guys had tried watching it, I can see Corey and, and Eric saying, you know, oh, they tried it and didn't like it. I was the same way. I actually stopped watching it. And then months passed. And what got me into watching it was when I saw Aziz Ansari on Jimmy Fallon promoting season two. He had talked about how, and I didn't finish season one, but he talks about how, um, and this is a spoiler, but I'm only going to mention it because it's what got me into watching it is at the very end of season one, he moves to Italy once he, when he breaks up with his girlfriend. That's the very end. Like, when he's on, like, he just decides, you see him packing, he's on an airplane, and then he just lets this lady know next to him, oh, I'm going to Italy. <laughs> so at the end of season one, he just moves to Italy to learn how to make pasta, and it picks up season two after he's been there for months. And he actually did this in real life. He was living in Italy for a short time, learning how to make pasta and learning the language. Um, and I just thought that was so bizarre because the show takes place in New York. And a lot of time, you know, New York itself is such a, you know, it's used as a, this is very cliche, but as a character. Um, but it's very true. So I just thought I, I was immediately interested in seeing how that was going to work. And it is amazing, the show. Um, a lot of episodes for season two are really cool concept ones. And one I'd like to talk about is is an episode called I Love New York, where it goes over random people in the city and their li- just little vignettes of their lives. And one of them is this black uh, mute woman that's shopping in a farmer's market with her husband. And they start getting in an argument about how he doesn't go down on her um, enough. <laughs> And, you know, they're arguing in sign language because she's mute. Um, (laughs) And it goes on for a little while and, you know, technically in public, but, you know, they think they're safe speaking sign language in a farmer's market. And this angry lady comes and interrupts them and she just yells at them in sign language. Can you please stop talking about going down? I I have my children here. (laughs) And they cut to their kids running around doing the sign language for going down on a woman. And I just thought that was hilarious. And. Um, the coolest thing is during that whole segment, um, it's there's no sound at all to to kind of show her perspective, the mute lady's perspective of life, since she she can't talk and she can't hear anything. Um, and I just thought that was such a cool idea for for an episode. Um, and the rest of the episode will follow other people and other different people with different cultures and how they live their lives and all this stuff. And it, it's such a good show. I definitely I could see Corey liking it. Um, I don't know if Eric would. I don't think he's a big Aziz Ansari fan. Um, and I'm not really either. Um, I watched a lot of Parks and Rec, but I don't really care about Aziz or whatever. But the show itself is amazing. And um, it, I, I can see how it's really influenced by Louie. And I think Louie's going to be influencing a lot of comedian shows developed by comedians. And this is definitely one of them. And it's, it's solid. It's really solid. Um, which leads me to finish off here with playing Breath of the Wild on my PC. Um, I found out that it, it actually runs really well on certain PCs if you have a, a pretty good spec'd out PC, and I do. And so over the last few days, I've been trying to get it to work on my PC, and it wasn't too much of a hassle, and I had to overclock my CPU, though, because it's kind of old. But um, it runs fairly well. And then I bought, off of Dan's summer sale recommendation, I bought a Steam Link, and there's a way to trick the, the CMU emulator to stream it through the Steam Link. And now I can play in the comfort of my living room without having to move my PC on my giant 4K television. And it's amazing because I'm playing the game with my Xbox One controller and I have it mapped out to the way I want it to. And there's certain little um, 
graphic packs you can install and little mods. So I, I remove like the little white hazy layer over the game so that the contrast is better. And it's so cool that I'm playing in and I have it, you know, in big picture mode and Mario Kart and Breath of the Wild have their own little Steam banners. It feels like a legit Steam game that I'm playing and my friends could see that I'm actually playing those games. It's so neat that I have that set up and uh, uh, and I'm enjoying the game again now that I'm not really playing anything. I can put all my focus on Breath of the Wild and it's great. That's all I have to talk about and I'll see you guys around. All right. Thanks, Tito. Didn't someone make uh, make mention of Tito playing, was it Mario Kart 8 on Steam? I think it was Breath of the Wild, but yeah, somebody did. It was Will, wasn't it? It was Will, Will when we were playing Overwatch, maybe? I don't know. Someone, Yeah, someone made mention of that, and they're confused. Uh, but I, I mean, I knew you could... I knew you could change, uh, like change the name of the game you were playing because I remember someone uh, before Fallout Four came out trolling a bunch of people by saying, you know, on his friends list that he was playing Fallout Four, which he obviously wasn't at the time. But uh, that's awesome. That you, uh, what what is the name of the Wii Wii U emulator? Dolphin? It just came out. Is it Dolphin or is that the Wii emulator? Oh, I think the Wii and Wii U emulator are kind of one and the same. Um, I have it on my desktop. Yeah, it's it's GameCube, Wii, and Wii U. Wow, that's pretty pretty Dolphin. impressive. Dolphin, okay, yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, playing Breath of the Wild uh, on your computer through your Steam Link with an Xbox One controller—that's that's awesome. Uh, Dolphin might just be GameCube and Wii. Okay, and then the not, Wii U. I'm not positive. Something different. Yeah. Okay. It's fantastic. But, you know, once again, I like that you can tinker, too, with the uh, the graphical settings. That's important. I just, but. oh, my God. It sounds like a nightmare to me. Doing all What's that, that shit. Oh, uh, I mean, it's one of those things that after you do it the first time, it's easy. You say that. <laughs> right. Be, if I did it a second time, I'd be texting you. <laughs> <laughs> There's probably uh, uh, an element of, of appreciating the challenge people uh, do that i just don't have yeah. that appreciation it's like uh today i lazy. i've been having a real bad week overall but today i had some minor uh coding victories that made me feel really good about myself sure so it's kind of weird how how that works but that's why I've, along those lines i'm thinking um not hoping but you know if i if i don't end up getting the snes classic tackling the project of building the raspberry pi uh emulator um and and putting nintendo 64 stuff on it too yeah kind of wouldn't mind mind doing that i might do that with you dan yeah it's it's easy from what i from what i read so I'd like to have something like that. Just something yeah, I could pick up and bring places and some it's tiny. It's it's yeah. probably it's probably not much bigger than a phone. The 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 board. Um you get Can a little you buy case some, for it. You buy some like USB controllers for it too. Yep. Yeah. Uh the newest Raspberry Pi works with Bluetooth too, so you wouldn't even need that. Nice. You have a Bluetooth compatible controller. Those things are expensive though, aren't they? What? Bluetooth controllers, good ones. Um no, you can get cheap ones, but the one I want to get is the 8-bit do, 8-bit do. Uh, is, it looks like an NES controller, but it's got the two thumbsticks, and then it's it's rounded. Um, it's got the four buttons, too, like an SNES controller. 
and that's I think it's 42, but it works with the with the switch, um, which is one of the reasons why I wanted to get it at some point. Yeah, but I think is the switch controller Bluetooth that might work. Yes, uh, PlayStation uh, DualShock Four, and then the the new Xbox One controller is also Bluetooth, so those those would work too. Um, so, all right, anything else? Uh, I do have to watch Master of None. I haven't watched the first season at all. Yeah. So I and I've did. heard good things about the second. I started the first season, and like he said, I stopped watching it because I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Um, but he did compare it to Louie, who I love. So maybe it's worth a watch. I yeah. watched the first two or three seasons of Louie. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's an awesome show, obviously. Oh, I love Louie. Uh, <laughs> His interactions with his with his doctor, who's Ricky Gervais, is fantastic. His interaction with uh, with anybody is fantastic. Yeah. I I just like his outlook on things. Yeah, I I find myself uh, when I watch Louis, I think, man, I'm a lot like him. Yeah, he's got he's got a, a my kind good of guy. Perspective. Yep. Um, I I've. I probably won't watch it, but I do, I do like Aziz and sorry, uh, the, the handful of things I've seen him in, um, parks and rec being one of them. He's a charismatic guy in there. Tom, what's that? I wasn't his biggest fan in parks and rec. Yeah. He was all right. I, I like that. His name was Tom too. (laughs) (laughs) Tom Haverford. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, That's what it's actually, it's actually, (laughs) it's, it's something quite complicated but he he wanted to change it to to fit in because he lives in indiana (laughs) what was the name of the city that they live that they live in pawnee thank you (laughs) pawnee indiana Uh, i still haven't finished that series little sebastian i haven't either i did watch the first four seasons maybe the three seasons of parks and rec i never finished things like that so i meant to tell you dan i did uh start Futurama again since that came up earlier I was going to bring it up but I never okay. finished Futurama the Netflix seasons yeah I haven't I, I watched the movies they I think Netflix split up the four movies into four episodes each oh right okay um and then they had two more seasons after that I think two or three isn't there talks I, of I haven't seen still coming back like again what's that isn't there talks of it coming back again yeah I mean there's always those rumors yeah, uh, okay. they, they've been doing a lot lately to promote the mobile game, which ended up not not being great. But um, one one thing that was interesting was they did like a live read on I think it was Facebook or YouTube or something of one of their episodes that me and my wife watched. It was it was fabulous just to see all the actors like just sitting at a table mm-hmm. uh, doing all the voices and stuff. It was it was so funny. <clears throat> so. Yeah. All right. Game giveaway. Uh, and just so you know, Dan, the chivalry game that Eric chose, it was Eric, Mine. right? It's yours, yeah. Yeah, okay. You knew that. Uh, I didn't, but I, I'll send it to him when we finish. Okay, uh, we got Eric at one, Alex at two, Tito at three, yeah? Yep. And the winner of Game Giveaway, episode 314, is Alex. Alex for you. Um, actually, I think I have a copy of Rocket League to add to our list. Oh, did you get that one from your coworker? 
was it? Yeah, yeah, it did. Didn't somebody, yes. Amanda, sent us the opportunity for a game, too? Yeah, we'll have to respond. I forgot. I'm terrible at keeping up on stuff when it's not podcast night. Yeah, tell me about it. Yeah, add Rocket League to the list. One, nineteen, Guacamole Gold Edition. It's a good game. Guacamole. Yeah. Where should I slot in Rocket League? Right at the end. Yeah, I would just tack stuff onto the end. We got to find out which games we don't actually have that we're giving away ever since the oh, list man. changed. Yeah, that'd be a good place to start. We went from one hundred and ninety something games to two hundred and eleven, and I don't know how that happened. Ooh. Uh, but anyway, game number two, two oh eight is Slime Sand. <laughs> you know, yeah, good one, Slime Sand. It's great. One sixty, a virus named Tom. That's one I've heard of, but I can't place. And yep. you guys? No, I'm the same. I've heard heard of it, but that's about it. Well, it's probably a good sign that we've at least heard of it, right? Yeah. 22. Action Hank. Oh, man. Did you play that, Corey? It sounds familiar, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. I think it's been up for giveaway before. Okay. 96. Excuse me. Oof. Let me try that again. 96. Rhyme Berta. Ugh. Man, gotta go guacamole here. Slim pickings. Should we maybe do one more just because? Or should we abide by the rules? Whatever. Whatever you guys decide. We'll do one more. Yeah, give him another one. 157. Greed core. Oh, thank God we got that one in there. (laughs) All right. Gotta go guacamole. Hopefully he hasn't played it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, That's what I would probably think. the one. I mean, I would be curious about a virus named Tom, but other than that, Tom Haverford. Yeah, a virus. I'm named familiar Tom with Rhyme. I'm familiar with Rhyme Berta. I don't. You really sure you're know. not I, thinking of Rhyme Risa? No, I think I have Rhyme Berta on my uh, Steam wish list. It isn't like a JRPG. I don't know. I have it on my wish list. I should know. But then again, sometimes like really late at night, I'll be browsing the store and I'll be like, oh, that looks interesting. And I'll add it to my wish list when I'm half asleep. Japanese SRPG. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It looked neat, I think, is why I put it on my wish list. It's one of those games that if it's ever like $4, I'll buy it, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, any other thoughts? Nah. Do we know what we're doing next week? Probably not. Uh, what's the date? It'll be... I, I don't even know what today is. It'll be August something. I most likely won't be won't on. Won't be on. Yeah, I, I figured you were going to ha- have to take yeah. a week off one of these weeks. Yeah. Coming up. Uh, The Long Dark comes out August 1st. Tacoma comes out August 2nd. Really? Yeah, that's it. Uh, unless we want to do a pyre episode, maybe depending on how much pyre I can play. Yeah. Okay. So we don't have a concrete idea. We'll cut. We'll we'll think of one Thursday morning or maybe Thursday midday. Thursday night. Uh, we'll we'll have a t- we'll have a topic for you. Um. So yeah, that'll do it for episode three fourteen.
of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. Uh, oh, before I say it, uh, stay tuned after the outro for Mining Corey's Game of Thrones Season 7, Episode 2 recap. Uh, that'll do it for Episode 314. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Eric. Corey. Thanks for listening, and get out of my basement. All right, welcome. Me and Corey are going to be covering Season 7, Episode 2 of Game of Thrones called Stormborn. Now, I had some for some reason thought that the title of this episode was going to be was Ironborn, not Stormborn. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm an idiot, and I apologize for saying that last week. I can read, it just doesn't seem like it. You know? We forgive you, Dan. Uh, thank you. All right, so let's get started. So the very first scene... Stormy night. Uh, it's in in the Dragonstone uh, war room, I guess. Uh, they're kind of hashing out their their battle plan, what and what they're gonna do. Um, and uh, what's her face? Daenerys kind of confronts Varys, uh, which I would wondered why this didn't happen sooner. Yeah, she was she was concerned about his loyalties and where they lie because he served her father. And then she, he served Robert Baratheon and then eventually came over to her camp. But she was just kind of curious uh, on his his lo- where his loyalties lie. Um, and he actually has a has a pretty interesting line uh, that he's serving the people, you yeah. know, the people that kind of get forgotten uh, throughout all the, the, the war between the powerful um, in various places. So can we stop on this for a minute? Because that, yeah, of course, that was probably my favorite scene of the whole show of the whole okay. episode. I know a lot of people really like this episode. I had some, some issues with it, okay. um, which I I'll touch on as we go along, but yep. uh, that was my favorite scene. And I, I think part of the reason she didn't address this before with him is he was useful up until this point, maybe, okay. you know, yeah, now the point where it's just, okay, we're here. Like now it's war. And you know, I, I need who knows to know how where much you can offer. Yeah. Uh, so I guess maybe that's part of it. And also like, I kind of forgot about Varys as a player in this whole thing, because I don't think his motivations were ever really addressed. Were they? No, I mean, he mentioned a couple times that he's, he serves the realm, but that's, that's pretty much it. Like you don't know what exactly he means by that or what his thought on serving the realm is. I don't, he doesn't ever hash that out. And uh, you know, him and Littlefinger uh, go have their back and forth power struggles, yeah, uh, where a little finger generally seemed to get the better of him, surprisingly, is as connected as Varus was. Um, but yeah, yeah, you don't you don't ultimately know like what he's trying to do. Well, so, uh, yeah, let me ask you my last question on that front. Do you believe him? It's hard to know because he's he's made it clear that he's uh, look, you know, he's looking to save his skin as much as he is, you know, to advise and and uh, be a useful uh 
servant of whoever leader he's following. And okay, so I lied. It's not my last question. Okay. Uh, if if he's not telling the truth, that's one hell of a performance. Yeah. Which kind of makes me think that he's not t- telling the truth, you know, because he, it was too convincing. Yeah, and, I, I mean, and I actually wonder if the reason why they brought this scene up is because Varus is going to jump ship again, or Varus, yeah. he's going to jump ship and and go with someone else, maybe John, you know. He sees uh, a potentially better ruler in in and the king of the north, Jon Snow. If he's going to float on over to his camp, you know. And is what he said is any of that like verified? Do we know that he came from nothing? Is that true? Yeah, yeah. Okay. He was uh, he was um, I, I don't know the specific. He was traveling with like uh, 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 like actors and stuff, uh, and he got sold to someone and the person who who he sold to was a uh sorcerer and ha- that's who castrated him oh that's right. his private parts into the fire and then after that he he decided he wanted to live and he kind of built himself up uh he learned how to steal information from people and use that against them and that's how he got got into power like he did okay so that's his background okay yeah uh, so yeah, that's that that definitely was the most interesting scene in that part. Um, well, and well that, performed, definitely well performed, absolutely. Because yeah. um, I like I see her point too, you know, looking out, sure. looking to protect herself from what Varus could do to her, you know. Uh, and then uh, they get a visitor. It's Masande, uh, the the not Masande, Melisandra, the the red lady who finds her way into uh, to Dragonstone. Jetpacks uh, her way over there. <laughs> Jetpacks her way over there. Yeah, that's the that's the joke. Jetpacks or uh, time travels. That's another one that people like to use. Um, but she she tells uh, Daenerys about the king in the north and how how she thinks that Daenerys has a role to play in the war against the undead. Um, and she says to, uh, you know, to contact the king in the north. Jon Snow, so she decides to have him come and bend the knee, and uh, who knows what's going to happen from there, but he's she's set for him, at the very least, at mm-hmm. this point. Uh, and then it cuts to Winterfell. Uh, it's Jon and Sansa reading the letter from Tyrion. Uh, this is the part where I, I was waiting for, actually, it's Tyrion's uh, recognition of his relationship they had built with Jon Snow at the very beginning of this, of the series. Um, and that does come up, and he tells Daenerys that he trusts, he liked John and, and trusted him. So, uh, I think that's going to be important in in, in um, managing an alliance between the the two sides here. Uh, so yeah, uh, they send the message. They're just trying to figure out what to do. Uh, obviously, both Sansa and John had positive experiences with Tyrion and, and view him favorably from the other Lannisters. Uh, obviously when Sansa was married to him, uh, he was very nice to her. Uh, didn't force her to do anything she wanted to do was, you know, chatty with her. Their relationship was actually pretty good until, uh, they killed off her brother and mother at the red wedding. Uh, mm-hmm. that's when she just shut down on having any kind of relationship with, with Tyrion. So, um, so there was that. I'm having trouble remembering how all this went. So I'm I've got a recap here. Um, so yeah, John isn't sure if he's going to go. Um, they're you know back and forth. Obviously the the dragons are are there, uh, but that's what Davos 
Watts. He's uh, Davos is there reading the letter too, and uh, he thinks her dragons can be used against the the whites in the the undead army of North. Sound logic, Davos. Sound logic. Yep, that's Davos for you. That's what he brings to the table. He's uh, I like Davos because he's a smart character, but he's not a learned character. You know, right? Yeah, resourceful and smart, good with words. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, moving on to the Citadel, uh, Sam and the Archmaester are working on Sir Jorah, who has a really bad case of grayscale. Um, they tell Jorah he has about a day before they need to send him to the ruins of Old Valyria. Um, and that's only because he's an anointed knight. They give him an extra day. Otherwise, if he was just a commoner, he would be on his way there and then. Um, in the meantime, Sam has a uh, an idea on how to treat Sir Jorah, uh, which he brings up to the Archmaester. Uh, and they talk about uh, Archmaester Pylos, who was the one who cured some advanced cases of grayscale, and the uh, Archmaester Slughorn from... from uh, I don't know his name in the show. I can't remember. Um, I don't think he has one yet. Pro- pro- oh, okay. It's pro- I'm sure he has a name. We just don't uh-huh. know it. Uh, it's Professor Slughorn from from Harry Potter. <clears throat> <laughs> That's I keep seeing him as that. And the uh, speaking of Hot Fuzz, it's Nick Frost's dad in in Hot Fuzz. Is the other oh, guy yeah. who plays that that I get confused with. There you go. Um, but yeah, the the art the Archmaster. Uh, Pylos, who ended up carrying the advanced case of grayscale, also died of grayscale. Yeah. So they kind of outlawed his his version of the treatment because it was too dangerous for the maester. So um, Sam uh, ultimately decides to take things in his own hands and goes into Sir Jorah's room uh, at night to administer the cure from Archmaester Pylos. Uh, he does it because of his love for G.R. Mormont, his uh, former Lord Commander of the Night's Watch. Um, pretty gross scene uh, i feel bad for jorah because he's got a cu- cut off, i at least i think cut off all the grayscale and minister like a, an ointment to to cure whatever whatever's on there and it looks incredibly painful and disgusting it's all pussy and gross seems like it's painful i think he said something along the lines of needing to cut the lower part because it was infected okay yeah. but i could be wrong about that i don't i don't know but uh at the very least, he had to cut a lot of grayscale off of Jorah. Yep. And it was disgusting. And it was actually one of the issues I had with this episode. Like, okay. I get it, but yeah. it doesn't it doesn't need to be that much. It doesn't need <laughs> doesn't need that much screen time. Gotcha. OK, I had it's no like, issue with it. I, it was yeah, gross. I just felt like they were just trying to get a reaction for reaction's sake rather than it serving any sort of plot device, you know, like, Maybe it's yeah, just... it's, it's painful and it's gross, but. We, we got that point, like, in the first 10 seconds of it. Well, I mean, maybe they're just trying to, uh, you know, Jorah willing to go through all that and to stay silent through the whole thing because they can't make any noise. Yeah. Uh, maybe that's to show his his uh, dedication to Daenerys and, and but, suffering through all that. And again, I think we can get that just by watching his face, you know? Yeah. Yeah, sure. So, and then they did the hard cut to the cheese soup or whatever it yeah. was. Yeah. From the pus <laughs> to the cheese stew or some nasty creamy soup. Meat pie. It was meat pie. Meat pie, yeah. Ugh. So yeah, they cut they cut to the Riverlands uh, where there's a couple of uh seems like sell swords, I guess, talking about uh King's Landing and, and stuff Cersei's been doing. And it's uh Arya who 
I don't know. I I guess she probably meant to stop here and see Hot Pie. She knew he was still there. I would assume she, that she, that's why she went there. I would think um, so, yeah. So, yes, she goes and sees Hot Pie. Uh, you know, they, they talk a little bit. Uh, Arya displays a lot of hound, the hound-like manners at the table, uh, shoveling his food in his mouth, asking if he's got any ale, or shoveling food in her mouth. Um, a couple uh, similarities there. And then, yep. well, how does it go? Um, oh, Hot Pie asks Arya what happened to her, and she chugs a big, big thing of ale. Then he he realizes she's not going to talk about it because, you know, I think he can see that she's been through a lot. Um, so he asks her where she's going. She says she's going to King's Landing. And he's like, well, why? Um, I thought you'd be going to Winterfell. And uh, she already was under the impression that the Boltons are still in control of of Winterfell. Uh, I had no idea that John had won the Battle of the Bastards and been nominated as King of the North. Uh, so she... You know, you could see that this this is a great scene because you could see the emotion in her face. Uh, yeah. The acting was fantastic in the in a lot of these scenes, but this scene specifically, it's it stood out to me as being incredibly well done because it's just a close up of Arya's face as Hot Pie is telling her the news of what you know her brother John. And you can see that transformation back to yep. you know more Arya and not a murderer. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was it was a great scene and. Uh, you know, she ends up thanking Hot Pie. Oh, the funny thing Hot Pie says is, uh, you know, I can't believe I thought you were a boy because uh, you're pretty. <laughs> uh, and then uh, she Arya tells Hot Pie to take care of himself. And he's like, I will. I'm, I'm a survivor. I'm like you. And that's probably the end of Hot Pie, right? Like, well, I can't imagine we'll see him again. I wouldn't think so. I think that was just like, a, uh, you know, a nice callback. Yeah. Uh, but you never know. Maybe Hot Pie's got... Uh, Got a big role to fill in the rest yeah. of the rest of the series. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, moving on to King's Landing. Uh, so Cersei summons a lot of the lords from the realm. Uh, importantly, it's Randall Tarly uh, is in the crowd. Um, she kind of plays to their loyalty for their country because uh, Daenerys is invading the country with a lot of foreign soldiers, which, you know, she thinks people won't like she also talks about Daenerys cruelty and uh, how she crucified a bunch of noblemen in uh in in was it marine not marine yeah it was marine where she crucified the the masters um and fed some to her dragons so she obviously tells that story um and then after that uh Jamie goes to talk to Randall Tarley about enlisting him to lead the the forces to defend the realm Mm-hmm. Not a lot to go on there. Oh, Randall Tarley mentions the dragons, uh, and Kyburn says that they're working on a solution. The next scene is uh, in the dungeon, I guess, dungeons, and they show uh, the skull of Balerion the Dread, and apparently their solution is a ballista that shoots arrows, big arrows, Um so that's going to be there. It goes to the dragon's skull and like into the where the dragon's brain would be. So that's their solution is big ballistas. So hoping it would be something a little more interesting than that, but it's not. Nope. Just a ballista, just a big arrow. Yeah. 
Um, I guess I guess my issue. Well, it's not even really an issue, but when the magician, what's that guy's name? Magician. Kyburn? Sorcerer. Yeah, when Kyburn says like we're working on a solution, I expect it to be some sort of weird something awesome w- wizardry, not just a mechanical arrow, you know? Yeah. But whatever. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, obviously that can kill a dragon, but a dragon flies and protects itself, so. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see what happens there. That's probably uh, going to kill that's probably going to kill one of them, I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah, I mean a lot of people think that it, one, if not two, dragons are going down this season. Yeah. So. Uh, and then the final scene of the episode. Um, sea battle. What about so, Arya and Nymeria? Oh, that last I, episode? No, you're right. I skipped over that. So, yeah, there's a scene with Arya in the woods. Um, her horse is getting a little restless, and she can tell something is going on around her. Uh she grabs her her sword and is suddenly surrounded by a giant wolf pack. Um, and then uh, she's kind of backed up up against the log or whatever. Uh, you see a giant, giant wolf sneaking up behind her. She turns around. It's Nymeria. They have a face to face. Nymeria recognizes Arya clearly. Um, Arya asks her to join her because she's going back up north and uh Nymeria just kind of sniffs her and turns around and walks away. It's another long scene on Arya's face. Uh sad at first, but then she kind of realizes that yeah, I totally understand. She says that's not you, uh, meaning you know, you're meant to run free and not be a pet more or less. Right, Corey? Yep. Um I didn't understand that at first. I didn't know what she meant. That's not you. Oh, gotcha. But I, yeah. I later figured it out. We had to watch the after the episode to have them explain it because I didn't. I didn't right. understand. Yeah, what she that's said. how I figured it out. Yeah, I didn't understand what she said. Uh, so I didn't. At first, didn't I'm like, that's what she said. Yeah. Well, at first, I was like, oh wait, that's not her direwolf. I thought right. that's what she meant, and I'm like, well, that was weird, kind of weird though, if that's the case. Yeah. And then I heard the after the episode, and I'm like, oh, like metaphorically, it's not you. Right. Just like Arya wasn't meant to be a lady in a dress at the whatever. Right, that was the reference yeah. to when she was yep. talking to Ned for first season. Yep. Uh, yeah, and then the last one, um, it's the uh, Greyjoy fleet escorting the some of the Dornish back to Dorn to rally the Dornish armies and take them up north to King's Landing. That's the the plan that they come up with. So uh, they're on their way on their way south. Um, there's an interaction between Ilaria Sand and uh, what's her what's her face um, Yara Greyjoy. Mm-hmm. Oh, I forgot I forgot about the Missandei Grey Worm. Oh, the sex me. scene. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, I don't know. A lot of people said it was really good, but I'm just like, I thought it was a little awkward. I, I don't know what she saw. Apparently, I don't know. I don't know. It did it did nothing for me. Let's put it that way. S- scissor me timbers. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I guess I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I'm with you. It's weird. I didn't care care much for that part. Uh, but yeah, so they have an interaction. Uh, while they're starting to smooch each other, um, there's a big crash, and Yara runs up on the up on the deck of the ship. 
and sees Euron Greyjoy's ship, Silence, uh, flying headlong at their ship. It crashes into their ship, and uh, down comes Euron on a boarding plank and uh, invades the, the Greyjoy ship. Starts murdering people left and right. There's battle. Um, they're there. It, I don't know if you figure out right away, but they're there to capture Alaria Sand. Um, they capture Alaria and Tyrene and Obara and Nymeria. Uh, die in their battle with Euron. Um, at the end, so they capture uh, the not not Euron specifically, but they capture uh, what's uh, Alaria and Tyrene. Um, obviously Euron's gift to Cersei now is, is Alaria Sand, um, who murdered Marcella. Uh, Yara and Euron go at it a little bit and Euron ends up capturing her, calls out to, to, uh, Theon, uh, holding his awesome battle axe to, uh, Yara Greyjoy's neck, uh, says, come get her. Theon kind of looks around a little bit, uh, sees some people getting mutilated, uh, and reverts back to the uh, reek, I guess, and jumps off the side into the water. Uh, and Euron lets off a creepy Joker-like, sadistic, psychopathic laugh. Yeah, and that's the end of the episode. So Yara, Yara Greyjoy is captured along with Valaria Sand and Tyrene Sand. And that's the end of the episode. So what'd you think of the final scene, Corey? Um, I liked it. I thought uh, the action was good. Yeah. I thought Euron was scary. Yeah, he was very scary. Um, I think they kinda... did a good job. As much as I didn't like the Sand Snake characters, um, yeah. I didn't want to see them get murdered by Euron. Um, right. it, it did a lot. They did a lot better job than I thought they would of making Euron seem like villainous in this yeah. at the end of this episode uh like i said last week he's a he's a character that wears a lot of faces and i think this was him as the psychopathic pirate face that he wears um yep it, it just the look on his the acting again fantastic um the look on his face is he's just slaughtering people and and at the very end the laugh he does when theon jumps over the side of the ship i was just like oh my god scary this this guy's capable of anything so i thought it was good yep uh kind of throws a wrench in their plans though because those ships were meant to shuttle the dorn back to yeah. king's landing yep and i don't know if those ships were also supposed to do the roundabout on uh casterly rock or no I, it was it was fleet. only a small fr- fraction of the fleet that was destroyed um gotcha I think it was a hundred ships out of the thousand, I guess, that uh, Daenerys has. So, gotcha. But yeah, I mean, I thought it was it was a cool scene. It was uh, intense, a lot of fire, stuff exploding, ships colliding. It was it was good good final scene. So basically, all it means is the Dornish army can't contribute. Yeah, at least it doesn't seem that way. Because I don't, although. I'm I'm confused on why Alaria Sand is in charge of things. Um, didn't she kill be, the? She killed, yeah, but I mean, just because she killed the current or former ruler Doran Martell, I don't see why that makes her in charge of Dorne. I was very confused by that part, but that's a good point. I don't know. She's in charge of Dorne. 
Maybe she's some sort of ambassador or something. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if she inherited it after. I don't. I don't see why. But or maybe it's just one of those things. It's like, well, there's another ruler, but we don't have time. Yeah, let's just make be. her the one in charge. Yeah, yeah, she might be the de facto because a, a lot of the Dornish were upset with Dor- Duran Martell's handling of of the mountain and and stuff like that. So yeah. it could just be defaulting to her to not lead them, but to extract vengeance for their beloved Prince Oberyn and and uh, Elia Martell and her kids. So. Yeah. Is uh what's hap- going to happen to Reek? Is he going to is he going to die in the water? Is he going to drown? I don't think so. I think I think Theon's going to be in for the long haul just yeah. because of how much he went through as a character that was on screen too, you know. I think Theon well, so will be around again. He, he's going to be the guy who kills Euron, right? Like that's just how it's going to work. You'd think. Yeah. yeah. I mean, as much as things have gone somewhat predictably it's still game of thrones and you never know when they're just going to throw you a curveball theon could get eaten by a shark in the next episode <laughs> he, might get, he might get eaten by a shark because i would have thought the same thing about you know rob and catlin yeah uh, before they had the stuff happen to them that happened to them so yeah i'm excited for this week's episode we'll see what happens john and danny are finally gonna smooch yeah, I don't see that happening. Ooh. I think that's too predictable. Them getting together. I still think. Um, I still think John's gonna be like a White Walker or something. Like the army's gonna show up and he's just gonna because he's he died. He's just gonna like morph into one of them or something. Well, no, there's a difference. Um, because he's a he's what's cons- apparently George R. R. Martin addressed this recently. He's uh. a fire white. Whereas the other ones are ice whites. So Beric Dondarrion and Jon Snow are fire whites. Yeah. Resurrected by fire instead of ice, so to speak. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, I hope we see more Bran. I want to know what's Bran, what Bran's doing. Yeah, he's chilling with Mira at Castle Black still. There's, at some point, they have to make their way back to Winterfell. He's got to tell Jon he's not actually a snow, but he's... Stark Targaryen of Why Stark Targaryen. Send a raven. Time is sensitive. I uh, I think it's because the there's no one smart left at Castle Black. Like there's no maesters or you know it's all thieves and rapers and Dolores Ed in charge. Like uh like it was meant to be. <laughs> I guess I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, what what did you think ultimately, Corey? I know you said that you had some issues. I don't know. I, I feel like it's just getting. And I guess it's not a bad thing. Like things are just moving so quickly that I feel like the show I've come to know and love and identify with is just, I don't know. It just feels like it's fading into this long action set piece. I mean, yeah, just like things are moving too quickly. Yeah. Scenes aren't marinating as much as I like for them, you know? Uh-huh. And I can't believe I'm saying that because I kind of hated how slowly things moved. But now that they're moving more quickly, I think a lot of it has to do with like the language of the characters and stuff. Like the things they're saying aren't as poetic and aren't as there's not as much subtext. You know, it's all kind of surface level stuff with with some exceptions. But a lot of people think that's because the show is far outpaced the books now. You know, it's not even close. I guess that that's probably it. The writing talent 
uh, is just not not there as much as when they had the George R. R. Martin source material to to fall back on, you know. Like without the performances that yeah. we're getting from some of these actors, um, I don't know if I'd even really think it was a good show anymore, to be honest. Yeah, no, the acting has been has been very good. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I'm 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 still uh, don't get me wrong. I'm not you're, doubting it. I'm just you're right. It does. It feels like it's rushing headlong into something. And it, it, I mean, it kind of is at this point. But right. yeah, I mean, one of the things I liked about, uh, yeah, the show before was the banter between some of the characters. And there's just not like there's been zero Tyrion this season. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a lot of people's favorite character. He um, hasn't gotten drunk once. It, well, <laughs> he may be drunk, but it, you can't tell. Right. You know, because he only has a handful of lines. So um, maybe we'll get more Tyrion this week when John makes it to Dragonstone. So, yeah, that's all. That's all my thoughts. I, I enjoyed the episode. I didn't think it was as good as uh, the first weeks. Um, like you, Corey, like uh, it. I wasn't super interested in all the stuff that was going on until the the end battle sequence. I thought was was really awesome, and I don't know the Arya stuff was really good too. Yeah. So. We'll see. All right. Uh, Only so yeah, a few we'll, more days. I know. I'm, I'm very excited. Then we'll be so yeah, we'll, more than, uh, we'll be more than halfway through the season, right? No, it's it's, oh, it's seven eight, episodes. Right? Seven, right? We'll almost right. be halfway. We'll be more than halfway in two weeks or a week and a half. It's a little sad. Yeah, I know. All right. Uh, so thanks for listening. We'll do the same thing next week.